Welcome to the darker side, true crime. I'm your host, Breaker. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend today. Before we start, I'd like to make a couple of announcements. I'll be making a cameo, more like a pre-recorded appearance on It's Haunted, What Now? A podcast by Lainey. It's a show that talks about haunted houses and paranormal activity, haunted items and such. It's a cool podcast. Make sure you check them, check them out. I don't know when that particular episode will be out, but I'll let you know when. Also, I have a Patreon page up at patreon.com forward slash darker side. Any donations to the podcast? podcast will be greatly appreciated and will help with researching costs, equipment, and other costs so I can bring you a better show. With that said, on with the case. Today we'll be covering the case of Jun Lin in Canada. This is one disturbing case. Heads up, this one involves animal cruelty and a very messy homicide then don't say I didn't warn you with that said on with the show imagine minding your own business on social media when someone sends you a link to a video saying dude you've got to check this out when you open the link to the video it's labeled a boy and two kittens And you see a boy in a black hoodie with a blonde hair and a cigarette dangling from his mouth. First petting two adorable little kittens, then picking them up and putting them into one of those large vacuum bags that you use for storage, that you vacuum all the air out so that you have, so that you save space. You watch in horror as the boy seals the kitchen kittens inside and vacuums the air out, effectively suffocating the kittens. You wonder who's the sick guy in the video? To answer your question, that person is Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, aka Luca Rocco Magnata. I'll, refer, I'll be referring to him as Luca from here on. That video is just the start of a sick, unusual story that's about to unfold in this podcast. You may already know this story from the Netflix docu docudrama called Don't Mess With Cats. I will best do, I will attempt to, as best as I can, do a deep dive on this case and go where the media hasn't. Luca is his legal name. He changed it legally and he loved movies. He was blonde, skinny, had a deep voice, possibly even deeper than mine. I'll post 
his pictures on the website and the socials for of him for you if you're curious of what he looks like. He was an actor in gay pornographic films. He was very narcissistic. He claimed bankruptcy and his debts was di discharged in 2007. That very same ru year, rumors had emerged that Luca was in a relationship with Carla Homolka, a high-profile Canadian murderer, though he denied this in an interview with the Toronto Sun. During the murder investigation, Montreal police initially announced the pair had dated but subsequently retracted the statement and acknowledged they had no evidence to collaborate the claim. Many profiles on various internet, social media, and discussion forums were created over several years to plant false, false or unverified claims about Luca. Luca had himself repeatedly dismissed such accounts as hoaxes and part of a campaign of cyber-stalking against him. According to police, Luca set up at least 70 Facebook pages and 20 websites under different names. I guess Luca apparently thought that he was a legend in his own mind. Lin Jun was born on 30 December 1978, also known as Justin Lin. I will, I will be referring to him as Justin from here on. was an international student from Wuhan, China, and an undergraduate in the Engineering Computer Science Program at Concordia University. He worked part-time as a convenience store clerk in the excuse uh, my pronunciation point I think that's point St. Charles area. L Justin had been studying in Montreal since 2000 July 2011. Justin moved into a Griffin Town Area Apartment with a roommate on May 1st of that year. He was last seen on May 24th, 2012 and his friends getting and his friends reported getting a text message from his phone at 20 at 2100 hours that night. His boss became concerned when he didn't show up for his shift the next day. Three of his friends went to his apartment on May 27. He was reported to missing to police on May 29. On May 25, 2012, an 11-minute video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was uploaded to bestgore.com depicting a naked male tied to a bed frame repeatedly being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and a kitchen knife then dismembered followed by acts of necrophilia 
The perpetrator uses a knife and fork to cut off some of the flesh and gets a dog to chew on the body. As a side note, what was used was a screwdriver painted to look like an ice pick. That screwdriver is there found in the apartment by police during a search. During the video, the 1987 New Order song True Faith plays in the background and the poster for the 1942 film Casablanca is visible on the wall. Justin's friend in the docudrama I had mentioned before was able to visually ID him in the video uploaded to the site. According to some articles in a docudrama on Netflix, there was another version of the video depicting Luca eating various parts of the victim, but it's never said what parts. Let's take a break right here. Welcome back. On May 26, an attorney from Montana attempted to report the video to Toronto police, his local sheriff, and the FBI but the report was dismissed by officials. Best Gore video viewers also attempted to report the video. Police later confirmed it as authentic and identified the victim as an Asian male, the same one whose body parts were sent to Ottawa. At 11 a.m. on May 29, 2012, a package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. The package was stained with blood and had a foul smell. It was marked with a red heart symbol. Another package containing a left hand was intercepted in a Canada Post Processing Facility addressed to the Liberal Party. A janitor discovered a decomposing torso inside a suitcase left in a garbage pile in the alley behind an apartment building in the Snowden area of Montreal, Canada. He first saw the suitcase on the 25th, but it was not picked up due to the large amount of garbage that day. After. When the police arrived and searching the scene, the police recovered human remains, bloody clothes, papers identifying the subject, quote, sharp and blunt objects, unquote, from the back alley. Footage from the surveillance cameras inside the building showed a subject bringing in, bringing numerous garbage bags outside and the images matched a subject, subject suspect <laughs> captured on video at the post office in okay I'm gonna mess up this name Kotesnij the police had also mistaken mistakenly identified Justin as white on this day. They will be corrected when they see the video of him in video of him on best gore.
At 23.33 hours Eastern Daylight Time, the police searched apartment 208, which Luca was renting. He moved in four months prior, and his rent was paid up until June 1st. The apartment had mostly been emptied before he left. Blood was found on different items, including the mattress, refrigerator, the table, and the bathtub. Quote, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. Unquote. Was written in red ink on the inside on the inside of the closet on a wall. On May 30th, 2012, it was confirmed that the body parts all belonged to the same individual, later identified as Justin Lynn. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as Luca, who had by then fled the area. A note was found with a package sent to the Conservative Party, stating that a total of six party parts have, have been distributed and that the perpetrator would kill again. Notes were also included in the other three packages, but police declined to disclose their contents, citing concerns about possible copycats. On June 5, 2012, a package containing a right foot was delivered to St. George's School and another package containing a right hand to False Creek Elementary School in Vancouver. Both schools opened as normal the following morning. It was confirmed that both packages were sent from Montreal. On June 13th, four limbs and a torso were matched to Just Justin Lin using DNA samples from his family. On July 1st, his head was recovered at the edge of a small link in Montreal's Angrington, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I know I mispronounced that, park, after police received an anonymous tip. Lynn's body was cremated on July 11th and his ashes, was, ashes were buried on July 26th at Notre Dame Ness Niege Cemetery in Montreal. An arrest warrant for Luca was issued by the Service de Police de La Ville de Montreal, or the SPVM, later upgraded to a Canada-wide warrant by the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, or the RCMP, accusing him of the following crimes. First-degree murder, committing in an indignity to a dead body, publishing obscene material, mailing obscene, indecent, immoral, or circulous material, and criminally harassing Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and several unnamed mem members of Parliament.
On May 31st, 2012, Interpol issued a red notice for Magna 4 Luca at the request of Canadian authorities, and several days before his arrest, his name and photo was displayed prominently at the top of the homepage of the Interpol website. The red notice requested that Luca be provisionally arrested pending extradition back to Canada by any Interpol member state. Luca flew from Montreal to Paris on May 26 using a fake passport, passport under the name of Kirk Trammell. His cell phone signal was traced to a hotel in Bagnolet, but by the time he but he had left by the time police had arrived. Pornographic magazine and an air sickness bag was found in the hotel room. He had contacts in Paris from a previous visit in 2010, and the police were following a large frame man who had been in contact with Luca. Another man had he had stayed with for two nights did not realize who he was with until he had left. Luca then boarded a Eurolines bus at the Bagnolet coach station bound for Berlin, Germany. On June 4, 2012, Luca was apprehended by Berlin police at an internet cafe while reading a news stories while reading news stories about himself he tried giving fake names to police before admitting who he was his identity was confirmed through fingerprints magnata appeared in berlin court on june 5th 2012. according to german officials he had not opposed extradition. There was sufficient evidence to keep him in custody until extradition, and he agreed to a simplified process. On June 18, 2012, Luca was delivered to Canadian authorities in Berlin and flown aboard a Royal Canadian Air Force jet back to Montreal because no commercial airlines wanted anything to do with him. He was placed into solitary confinement at the local detention center. Reactions from China were highly critical, with some believing the murder was racially motivated. Some questioned public safety in Canada as the killing was the second high-profile murder of a Chinese student there in slightly over a year. Foreign Affairs Minister Bar John Bard called Chinese Ambassador Zhang Junsai to convey his condolences. On June 4, 2012, Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper said he was pleased that the suspect was arrested and congratulated the police forces on their good work in apprehending him. Interim Liberal Party leader Bob Ray said that Canadians should mourn the victim rather than in any way, shape, or form celebrate 
Luca's notoriety. Two days later, Justin Lin's family arrived at Trudeau Airport in Montreal. The Chinese Students and Scholars Association of Concordia University established a fund to defray expenses incurred by Lin's family while in Canada and an award was created in his honor. A candlelight vigil was held in Montreal. Luca was named Canadian Newsmaker of the Year by Canadian Media, which caused a lot of controversy. Yeah, I can see why. On July 16th, 2013, Edmonton police charged Bescore.com owner Mark Merrick with corrupting morals, a very rarely used obscenity charge for posting the one lunatic, one icebick video online. Uh, I take issue with that. Um, as a publisher, at least here in America, he will be covered under the Publishers uh, Act. The person who posted it would be personally responsible, and that would be Luca. Um, people like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are all covered under that very same act. Um, anyhow, now I'm going to cover the hearings. Uh, the the hearings for Luca. On June 19, Luca appeared in court by video link to plead not guilty to all charges through his attorney. On June 21, he appeared in person at a high-security Montreal courtroom to request trial by jury. A preliminary hearing began on March 11, 2013. The evidence presented is subject to a publication ban. Luca's defense team requested the media and the public be barred from entirely from the hearing. This was declined the next day. Justin's father, Lin Duran, traveled from China to attend the hearing. On March 13, one of Luca's lawyers resigned due to possible conflict of interest. Expert witnesses testified, including a forensic pathologist, a forensic toxicologist, a forensic odontologist, a blood stain analyst, data recovery, recovery specialist, and an internet investigations officer if you, if you if you don't know what an odontologist is that is a dentist the prosecution also displayed video evidence both luca and linduran physically colla collapsed at separate times during the proceedings On April 12, 
2013, Luca Luca was indicted of charges of first-degree murder, offering indignities to a human body, human body, distributing obscene materials, using the postal service to distribute obscene materials, and criminal harassment. Okay, on to the actual trial itself. Following the committal for trial, the preliminary inquiry judge set a tentative trial for the fall of 2014 on April 29, 2013. Luca elected to be tried by judge and jury. Other crimes that Luca may be guilty of. He may be guilty of the video of of uh, the one boy and two kittens. That's the video that I described uh, in the beginning of this podcast. It was also thought that he might be linked to a, another murder murder in in California, which he was quickly discounted for because he was not in the vicinity at the time at all. In February 2011, Toronto Police began investigating Luca in connection with the videos after receiving a complaint from the Ontario Society for Prevention for the Prevention for the Cruelty of Animals. The OSPCA also contacted the Royal Society of the Prevention of Cruelty of Animals in England, the FBI, and the police in Montreal due to the suspect's extreme extensive travels. Alex West, a journalist for British tabloid newspaper The Sun, met Luca while he was traveling in London in 2011 following claims that he made Python Christmas, another video showing a kitten being eaten alive by a Burmese python. The Sun contacted Scotland Yard, which denied that the Python video video incident had occurred within its jurisdiction, stating, stating that the video had been posted from somewhere in North America. Following this meeting with Luca, Alex said that he received a threatening email which he believed was sent by Luca. On June 8th, the Los Angeles Police Department announced that they were in contact with the Montreal Police to determine if Luca was involved with the unsolved murder and decapitation of Harvey Madillon, known as the Hollywood Sign Murder, but later announced that he they did not believe he was involved in the crime. This is the crime that I uh, was speaking of. Back to the case. Luca was found guilty of all charges 
and was sentenced to life in prison, parole after 25 years for the murder of Justin Lin, and 19 years for the other charges. There has been no word if it's concurrent or not. I'll read the victim impact statement read by the family's attorney to the court. I feel that this needs to be read. This is the Lynn family statement. I do not know who I am supposed to be talking to, who will listen to this or read this, but I do need to say something. For me, for Justin's mother, for Justin's sister, my brave son, smart son, laughing son, caring son, adventurous son, handsome son, strong son, popular son, gone, and I will always miss you, Justin. The night that, the night Justin died, parts of many other people died in one way or another. His mother, his sister, and me, his friends, Lin Feng. In one night, we lost a lifetime of hope, our futures, parts of our past. I have trouble thinking of other things to concentrate. Justin's mother is not right anymore has not smiled or laughed since May 2012 and will never work again. Justin's sister has tried to take care of her mother, but she is she too is unable to work, is sad. She has too much responsibilities now for someone so young. I hope one day she is better. My memories of Justin, do not stop at his youth, but now I see those memories through his death, how he died, how he must have suffered, how humiliating his death has become with a movie, post office packages, and only the accused story that it was not his fault and the fault of government agents. I know that the accused is not what Canada is about. Justin loved Canada, but was also drawn to Canada to live in Montreal in French. I have spent now more time in Canada and now know why my son wanted to live here. This knowledge hurts all the more to know what my son is missing by not being alive in your country. I am troubled by knowing what his plans were to stay here and to start a business, to live here permanently, to enjoy your language, your opportunities, your fresh air. I live each day with regret that all I no now see available here will never be his, that his name will only be associated with a horrible, degrading crime. It causes me fresh pain to know my son's legacy is to be 
remembered as a victim. He has not only suffered in his murder, but he will be humiliated for each time his name is mentioned, and it hurts me deeply and will hurt me forever. It hurts me to know that my last words to him were, be careful, son. I feel bad that I was not there to warn him that night. I will never see his smiling face on video chat or hear about his new accomplishments or hear his laugh. Justin's birthday is on December 30th and he will never be there for his birthday or ours. In traditional Chinese culture, your child goes up to take care of you when you get old. A Chinese parent has a saying, Yang Fao Lao, having a child takes care of old age, or raising a child prevents loneliness in old age. He will not be there for me, and Justin's mother in our old age. I turned 60 years old at the start of the trial, and so did his mother a few days later. We only have misery as a gift and feel pain for his little sister, Mei Mei. I thought I would be able to retire and enjoy my son being there for me, to let him to let me feel I have been a good father. His chair is empty at my home. His phone never answers. All gone. I have no ability or desire to want anything else. I am told that the accused will receive the maximum under, under Canadian judicial, judicial system for one of his crimes. I appreciate the result. I am told the prisoner in Canada is given time to reflect on his crime, to live with the bad memories, to perhaps feel regret, to be cut off from family, to be limited in their movements. In that understanding, I think his future sounds like mine, Justin's mother and his sister. We are cut off from his son from our son and given the rest of our lives to think. We reflect on that crime. We feel regret. We have no desire to go anywhere else or see people. I am also told that for, for the next years a prisoner will be housed, his bed provided, his food prepared, doctors made available and psychiatrists to listen to him and give him medications when he tells them he feels bad. No one will house us, feed us, or provide doctors. Justin will never be there for us. We do not want to tell our st story because it is too sad to repeat. We cannot talk much about Justin without talking about his murder. The murder has robbed us not only of Justin, but our ability to think and talk about him without feeling pain and shame. I had come to see your trial system, to see justice done 
and I leave satisfied that you have not let my son down. I have come to learn what happened to my son, and I leave without a true or complete answer. I had come to see remorse, or hear some form of apologize, apology, and I leave without anything. Lynn Duran That was his father's statement on behalf of the family. I couldn't imagine what his family was going through at the time. I do feel that they caught the right person guilty of the crime, although I don't agree with Canada's justice system, I feel that letting him out after 25 years of serving time, that isn't enough. But that's for another podcast, not this one. Manny doesn't exist. If you've watched the uh, docudrama if the authorities didn't catch this perpetrator of this crime I won't say his name anymore I've given enough airtime he would have killed again that docudrama on Netflix and I call it a docudrama because they didn't do a very good job and he didn't they didn't really f f focus on the crime very much and they didn't really focus on the v the victim which is Justin Lin or his family they gave the majority of the air of the time focusing primarily on the perpetrator which I feel is is distasteful well yeah they did cover give a lot of the time to the computer people who track help track this this poor excuse for a human being down but uh, I my feeling is they did while they did play a role they played a very small role in the actual apprehension of this perpetrator they didn't even cover the trial they didn't even cover his friend who probably knew more about Justin than anyone else even if he, they couldn't talk to his family they could have talked to his friend more and have more of his friend on the podcast on the on, on the documentary you know giving him more time that's why I call it a docudrama not a documentary 
But it was a bit entertaining, I will give them that. If you are curious what Justin Lin does look like, I'll have his picture posted as well up on the socials and the website. Um, if you do decide to hook up online, like I've said before, make sure you that that you do do your background checks on the people that you intend to hook up with. Um, make sure that's a, that's his real name because if that's not his real name then there's something up with that and you, if your gut tells you that there's something wrong with that person don't meet up with the person your gut is usually right also remember the old adage if it's too good to be true then it probably is can never be too careful these days with that said, this brings this episode to a close. Thank you for listening and subscribing to my podcast. I appreciate all of you. And take care of yourselves with this coronavirus out there. Uh, make sure you social distance. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you cough. Wear your face masks when you're outside. Uh, use your hand sanitizer and all that. Make sure you stay healthy. If you haven't already, make sure you s- subscribe and please tell a friend about this podcast today. Also, please go to G- Apple Podcasts and give this uh, podcast a favor- favorable review if you like it. You're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any any comments or suggestions for cases, uh, please email uh, darkersidepod at yahoo.com. I'm on Twitter as darkersidepod, and the uh, website address is www.darkersidepodcast.com. Mahalo, and see you next time on The Darker Side. Mm-hmm.